Good evening. I'm Bryce McClay and welcome to Outside the House, the unofficial Big Brother After Show. This is a very special bonus episode and we are certainly seeing stars with our guests tonight. So after the confetti has settled on the second round of Big Brother All-Stars, what's been the fallout from last night's season finale? We'll find out soon enough. But first, for one final time, let's eavesdrop on the Outside the House team. Starting with, of course, is Rachel Swindler. Rachel, Hello. it's so nice to see you. We don't, Hello. I don't normally get to see you. It's been so long. I know, I usually don't, I don't normally get to see you like the day after. So this is a really nice treat. I mean, <laughs> I, I know, I'm so excited right now. I can hardly <laughs> contain my excitement. Well, <laughs> well, let, well let's, keep, let's keep going. Say hello to Mark Herman. Hello, I shouldn't be up here. There we go. There we yes. go. So excited to see you both. You were so excited. We're so excited to have you, Mark, and especially in your hotel room again. It's really nice. I actually, I'm sequester. I I am, and I'm not allowed to talk about it. So okay, yeah. great. But great. I, I, I would be about for for uh, BB23. All right. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I get on. You're, you're in sequester for like three, five months. Yeah, till the summer of 2021. Like the also rest known of it. I'm not hanging out with anyone. So also known as me in high school. So I'm or just the rest of the world in a pandemic. But anyway, <laughs> before we get started, even though we're at the end of our season, I would still like to encourage everyone to watching to please subscribe to our YouTube channel. The more subscribers, the better chance we have to make a bigger and better show when we return for BB23, hopefully next summer. We're also on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So if you'd rather listen than watch, just open Spotify or Apple Podcasts and search outside the house. Then click the subscribe button and please rate and review us. Finally, follow us on socials at from outside the house on Instagram. Instagram and at Outside BB House on Twitter. All right, we are absolutely honored to have this special person on our show tonight. You know her as America's favorite house guest from BB21, who came back as an all star in BB22. Outside the house, she is the co host of the Hello Friends podcast. Please give it up for Nicole Anthony. Yay. Hello. Woo. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Thanks for yeah, having Nicole. me, guys. How are you? Well, we're 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 doing we're doing great, Nicole. I really just want to start because we saw you on the broadcast last night along yes. with the other pre-jury members, but we didn't hear you. What is up with that? What's up with that? Um, you know, we're not allowed to talk about production, but what I will say, <laughs> so what I will say is, it's a live broadcast, and um, you know, they have time uh, slots and time allotted, and when certain things run over, they got to make things fit. So. <laughs> well, yeah. I think Rachel, Rachel, I think you wanted to you were asked me a question about Nicole. Oh. Oh, <laughs> wait. Um so no, I was just curious. I'm like, you know, ever since last night happened, have you talked to anybody from the cast? Have you been able to catch up with Kevin? Have you been able to talk to David? Have you been able to talk to anybody since last night? So, I am such a firm believer in giving people space because I'm the type of person, like when I get off the show, like I'm very overwhelmed and overstimulated, especially this season. Like I didn't want to not bother with anybody, but just kind of like take my time. So I'm like, I don't want to reach out and bombard people with the generic, like you did so good. Are you okay? Is everything okay? How you feel? You know? So I was talking to who I thought was Kevin's husband and I was DMing him. I was like, listen, tell Kevin, I love him, but I want to give him his space. And when he's ready, you know, um, I'm here to talk. I'm here to listen, whatever he needs. And he wrote back and was like, this is Kevin. <laughs> so I was like, oh my gosh, Kevin, oh. I love you. How are you? <laughs> so I was like flipping out a little bit. So I'm looking forward. He said he's going to call me. So I'm looking forward to catching up with him. And otherwise, 
Um, anybody, any and everybody I want to reach out to, but I do want to give them some time because I know how weird, especially the days after finale are. Well, Kevin yeah. did say, and I saw him, I saw Kevin go live just before we came on with you and he did, he said he loves you. He's just like, I love her. He actually said a better word that I can't remember what it was, but it was like a, a word that was like, I love her redonkulously. It wasn't that, but <laughs> it, was something, it was something to that effect. So you're clearly, you're clearly still, you still have, you're very favored um, uh, in the, in the how in this house and, and in the fan base. But I, I wanted to know, you were obviously watching the finale in real time mm -hmm. last night. So what did you think about the one and only blind side of the season, which was Cody clipping Franzel at final three? Oh man. So I was watching it in real time. I was actually watching it early because, um, <laughs> the pre-jurors that were on there, we had like a five minute delay. So we would see things, but then I couldn't tweet about them because they weren't happening on the broadcast yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> So with the blind side, you know, from a game perspective, I have to give Cody major props because that ability to separate game from personal and be like, this is how I'm going to win. I have to cut her. Like I give you major kudos. However, Nicole, the empathetic being that I am, I did feel really bad for Nicole um, as a human being, because that does hurt, especially if you're expecting something and it doesn't happen. I know it's a game. But, you know, that that is a blow to come to terms with. So I was very I was very emotional for her. I was also excited to see that he picked Enzo. So maybe Enzo could maybe pull out the win. But, um, yeah, I, like I kind of on a game level, I was like, yep, that's what he had to do. But on a personal level, like I, I did, I did feel bad for her. But that's just me. I feel bad for everybody. <laughs> well, did you yeah, did you but, really? Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Rachel. Go ahead. No, I was just curious, uh, Nicole, if you were if you had been in the jury, who would have gotten your vote between Cody and Enzo? Ah, oh, see, I'm so bad because sitting <laughs> sitting there, I turned, I was with Eric. Um, he was not with me, but he was like off camera. And I was sitting there, I was like, oh, just him and his family and his kids, I would vote for him. Like, oh, I love Enzo. But I, I do respect the game so much. And I do think for me, those final two speeches would solidify it for me. And Cody had his bullet points. He hit all of them. He sold his own game. Whereas Enzo, being Enzo, kind of talked in circles and self-depreciated and gave yes. Cody more credit than he gave himself. And that, to me, no offense, wasn't a winner's speech. So I probably I probably would have voted for Cody. As much as I, my heart is like, no, vote for Enzo, I probably would have voted for Cody. Yeah, he was very much like, yo, yo, I mean, Cody's great and everything. You know, he won a lot of comps and he's this and he's that and he's great. And he's but it is what it is. But it is what it is, but I guess I'm good too. And I was like, no, Enzo, baby. No. <laughs> and I felt and bad what for didn't, him. Yeah, me as well. And what didn't help um, was Nicole F being so frustrated with Cody. She thought, oh, I'm frustrated. Let me ask Cody a question. She shouldn't have done that. If you're frustrated with Cody, ask Enzo a question that could help Enzo's game. Instead, she gave Cody the opportunity to give the entire jury the reason why he got rid of Nicole. And that would have been her one chance to be like, Enzo, talk about loyalty or talk about, you know, and that could have maybe helped Enzo's case. But I think instead Nicole ended up helping Cody. That's a really good insight. That is a really, that's a really good point. Well, you were in Nicole's Franzel's position last year mm -hmm. when you played third. And I, I gotta say, like you said, you know, you, you felt bad for her. And I, I think it was, for me, it was like, I'm not upset that she was clipped at, at, mm -hmm. at final at the final three, but I do think it would be hard to have that to process all of that 
on live TV. Did that bring back like any memories for you? Where did, was it hard for you last year? Um, I think me and Nicole were in a different situation in the sense that last season I saw it coming. When I didn't win the second part of the HOH, I knew most likely Mickey was going to take Holly, Holly was going to take Mickey. And yeah, you have that slight glimmer of hope, but I kind of made peace with my God <laughs> that I was going to be the last juror. So I was calmer when I walked out. And I'm not the type of person to really get butthurt because I didn't have a personal outside the game relationship mm -hmm. with either of them. I think Nicole really did expect Cody to bring her. She has a bond with Cody out in the real world throughout the game. So I think for her, she had more of that shock to process on stage. And I know a lot of people are giving her flack for being, you know, sulky or crying. Or, but you have to understand, that's a lot to process that here I am. I thought I was going to be a repeat winner. Now I'm going out there. What just happened? Why this happened? Why did I get that question wrong? That's a lot to work through while Julie's asking you questions, while you have to go vote for a winner, I, I give her a lot of credit for holding it together. I think she held it together pretty well. I probably would have had a breakdown. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. And what's crazy is what you said, Nicole. I I was blindsided by- mm -hmm, Me too. Her, by, because Cody was so tight-lipped throughout the entire, when the live feeds and in the diary room, there was no hint or inkling, I feel like, or that I saw, I don't know if you saw anything um, on the live feeds or anything like that. But I never saw anything that was, you know, I, I got to clip Nicole, I got to clip Nicole. I never saw that. So on Cody's part, kudos, because I mm -hmm. never would have seen that coming. So you yeah, yelled at Nicole my TV. <laughs> I, yelled, I didn't wow. see it coming. My, my co-host, Eric, he said to me, he's like, he's taking Enzo. I'm like, no, no. And it wasn't until they got back from commercial and I saw Nicole crying in the living room. And I was like, oh, I, I think he's about to do it. Like, I can't believe this. And I was, I was shocked. I'll admit it. I was <laughs> I like, I oh, mean, okay. That was the one thing that was shocking about this season at all. I mean, I, I really thought, and we, we had a show last night, but I really thought that there was no chance that Enzo was going to the final two after last week. Like there was just no chance mm -hmm. after he lost the first part of the HOH. I was like, there's no way, but yep. were you, were you guys surprised? And I'll open this up to everybody, but were you surprised that she took it that hard? Cause now we've seen, we kind of like this in the last day now, you know, they've done some interviews, they've done some press, Cody, Nicole and everything. It's kind of funny because it feels like almost as if Cody blindsiding Nicole almost overtakes his win. I mean, that's what everyone's talking about that he blindsided her, which is just interesting, not because you should not never discredit his win. But what I'm asking, I guess what I'm saying is like, do you think, you know, she's still, is it, is everything still too new? at this point for both of them, the win, the blind side, everything. Is it too new to kind of process or what? I think Cody would have been in trouble either way. I think if Cody brought Nicole, it would be how stupid could you be? He brought a previous winner. And if he lost to her, it'd be, Oh, it's like Derek all over again. So either way he was going to get, you know, drama for what he did. Um, when it comes to Nicole, I think it makes sense to her nature. You know, we see her a lot. She's somebody who, um, when things happen, she does get very emotional. She does, unfortunately get very butthurt. She does take everything as like a personal attack. Even if she's the one saying something negative, she tends to work herself up. So I think her reaction was a very Nicole-esque reaction. I think everybody copes differently and that's how she copes. And I, I really don't want to falter for it. I know a lot of people are like, oh, come on, how could you act that way? But like, that's how she dealt with it. And I, th you know, I think we're all human, you know, so I want to give her a little bit of credit, like for trying to like kind of hold herself together. 
Oh, for sure. Rachel, what are, you know, after this last day, what do you think, do you have any further thoughts on Cody's win? Like, is just, do you have any further uh, thoughts? On- I mean, I saw Derek Lavasser tweet out, you know, he's basically one of the best winners of all time. One of the only two with a complete 9-0 um, win. Uh, and I can't remember what else he said. Oh, like he had won nine competitions, 9-0 win. And it just put in perspective a little more to me how great of a winner we really got for this season as, you know, as crappy, you know, as, you know, it, no offense, Nicole, I love you, but like, as you know, <laughs> as you've seen how it's all as crappy so, as the rest of the castle. <laughs> yes. As you know, as, wow. been, as, as one-sided as it's been, it was nice to see that we really did get a great winner out of BB22 all-stars. Nicole, you are amazing. I'm just Thank talking you. about how the one, the one-sidedness of the season was what I was referring to. So for it was sure. just, Nice to see a, a winner finally, or a good winner. And personally, Nicole, you were my favorite Nicole on this season, and Bryce can attest <laughs> to that because he is the president of the Franzel family. Oh, come on, you guys. No. Like, relax, relax. Uh, but no, the reason why I asked that is because as you know, like as I've said, I've been watching these interviews in like the in the last day of the like Cody and Enzo and Nicole and Devon and some other people that have gone on these on with these interviews. And I am just I am more and more impressed with Cody's game and how what a well-rounded player he was. And I really hope that, you know, these kids that are going in to play Big Brother next season or these people, I guess I should say kids, but like, <laughs> you know, they're coming into the house. These and youngins. People, yeah, these youngins, they say, they'll <laughs> say like, I want to play, they, they say, I want to play Cody's game, you know, because everybody no, comes no. in and be like, I, yes, because he, he no. at least is a, he is a more well-rounded player. All I'm saying is because everybody comes in in these last few years have been like, I want to play Derek's game. I want to play. Well, no one can play Derek's game because they're not Derek. And not to say that anyone's Cody, but I just think that Cody had both social and comp wins, you know, and yeah. Derek mm-hmm. didn't have as many comp wins. But that. I almost feel in like upcoming seasons, the comp beast is going to become the big target. You know, you look at last season, Mickey was somebody who won everything. You look at this season, Cody won everything. Mm -hmm. I think next season, you're going to see a group where it's like, oh gosh, who's the comp beast? Get rid of him. Where is he? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I hope hope that happens. I hope that happens because I don't want- Me too. Come on. We need the people like like, me to win. We we need to we need to change it up next season. We yes. don't need another Cody. We don't need another one sided uh, thing. But I do agree with you. I mean, God, his game is amazing. You can win with that yeah, strategy. Oh yeah. But hopefully next year, yeah, like you said, Nicole, that would be freaking awesome. Well, Nicole, is there anything voting with the house? That's yes, for that's sure. Yeah. Nicole, is there anything else that you want that you wanted? We talked about this last night too, but I wanted to extend it to you. What is there anything else that you would think that you would change? You know, in the upcoming season, or you hope to see changes other than what you just said? Um, I think, and I think this season was kind of a good example with the way some of the comps were, because I think they had to simplify due to COVID. Um, I want to see more well-rounded comps. I feel like as somebody, I'm very biased as somebody who's not like a physical competitor. I wish there were, I don't know. Like, like the safety suite, do more comps with music in them. Like the activities last season, do more about fears and snakes and stuff like that. Things that your average person can at least attempt. Um, and that's what I'd like to see more of, more like sensory comps, more the different types of learners, whether it's visual or auditory. Like that's what I want to see um, to maybe prevent the compies. Because I get it. Uh, jocks are amazing and they're good on their, and they're quick on their feet and they're strong. 
but they are not Nicole A, and we need comps that Nicole A's can win. <laughs> yes. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, and I um, I can't remember what season it was, but uh, Nicole, you probably maybe remember, but you, do you know, I think there was a season where they like had to shave somebody's head. Like it was, it was something yes. where you Pacer? had to take- shaved his head. Oh yeah, so it was Kate Was it the first head. All-Star or the- uh, Might've been, might've been. A little right before. Yeah. Might have been, but, but I want to see more stuff like that where yes. you have to go out on a limb and do something absolutely crazy and ridiculous, mm -hmm. like shaving your head. Had I had that happened to me and someone said shave my head, I would have said no. Ho, ho. I will be uh, no, but to the side on that one. It's very true. Like your season, they had like the one part of the comp was a water tank, like something like that is very very different, and that's the kind of stuff I want to see. That's just not your traditional like be strong and hang on this. Like I want to see more of like. Oh, are you afraid of bugs? Like kind of like Fear Factor, like lay yeah. in this thing of bugs. Like I think, what was it, season ten? They had a um, lay in dirt while water was being dripped on them. Uh, the pressure cooker. Anybody can do the pressure cooker. It's a matter of like willpower. Hold down that button. You don't have to be six foot something or tiny to do it. Like that's what I want to see more of. Like the everyday people type of comps. Yeah, that that competition that you're talking about that was on my season, that was the craziest. That was our first veto competition. That's cool. I don't remember, but it was the snake. They had to put their hands in the snake thing, mm -hmm. and then they had the water, and then they had like the pellet BB guns or something, and then the, it was mm -hmm. insane to watch. How is that? Cool. How is that even like? There has to be so many like things that hoops they had to jump through to get to that. I just, right. I just I just remember Sam from uh, Sam on my season. Her being when they were doing the bead, the pellet guns or whatever it was, and she was like, "Oh, GD!" She was screaming at the people doing it, and she was saying, "You GD mother ever! I'll kick you on your freaking butt!" And I was over here just like, and then all of us are on the side, like, "All right, she's a loose cannon." Wow, her damn marbles, and that's when we thought. That's when we, sorry, now I'm randomly on a rant about this. But that was when level six was trying to save her. That was when level six was trying to save her. And then we all looked at each other and went, we ain't going to be able to save Sam after this catastrophe. Wow. And then she, and then she became a robot. But, oh. yeah, that was when she was a robot, I believe. Oh, she wait. Oh. So did they like she go got, into her secret robot room and shoot her? Like, so no, you just see the robot got, screen reacting to her being shot in real life? Because that would, no, I would pay to see that. No, she was able to get out of she okay. was out of robot to compete in the competition. Robot mode, okay. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just went off on a tangent of, of, of things that I would like to see in Big Brother. So I mean, that. that was that was so unfair. I mean, that's that's something that I hope that does not come back because that was very unfair. That to was so on. bad. You know, I mean, it was yeah. like there are certain things that are just not. I mean, you know, I love. Like you said, Nicole, I think the the comps are, are cool, and you know, even we saw in ba like Bailey had the had to ride the bike around, which yeah. I didn't even know that was a competition until that one recap the episode. The punishment and yeah. the punishment, and I thought that was really. I mean, I those competitions suck, but you really do empathize with the people that have yes. to do them, and you really like it brings and it uh, it also feels like it brings the house together. Like I remember mm -hmm. in sixteen when Amber. Or not Amber, um, Brittany. Yeah. Brittany yes, got Brittany. it. Had to kick all the goals. She had to kick all the goals, but everyone yeah. rallied around her. And it was such a cool thing that I felt like it really did help that cast kind of bond a little bit. Yeah. At least that's what it felt like at the time. So I hope more of that kind of happens because I think, you know, like you touched on this, you know, and we've sort of, this has been like a theme for us all season, but we really, you know, I mean, these people are human, especially these mm -hmm. all, like you guys as all-stars coming back to the house 
And, you know, I mean, even coming into the, even like Rachel going into a season, even with everybody who's never played before, it's like, you guys are really taking, you're really putting yourself in, in a position, in a spotlight to, to be criticized and to be, and I think everybody needs to come back out of this realizing that, like, I think it's kind of gross. I mean, as though, although I am the president of the Nicole Franzel fan club, I think it is kind of gross the way that people are like so happy about her demise and her losing the sponsorships. And like, it's so gross. Like people need to just stop that. And and I would say that about anybody. I would not, it's not just because it's Nicole Franzel. It's, it's for anybody. It's like, no one should be like rooting for, for someone to fail or to, or to have something Mm -hmm. bad. I'm sure that you, Nicole, you and Rachel have both probably felt that in, on yeah. you know online and stuff absolutely and Nicole- i mean i'm i'm already like an empathetic person so things like that bother me but i think coming off of this season even someone like me like i'm not not saying i'm anything special but i consider myself a very like nice everyday person i was getting death threats i was getting people cursing at me nonstop. so when i received that that's when i got even more down the path of like oh why are why are we attacking people like there's no need for it. so regardless how you feel about somebody as a game player to attack them as a human i'm just not for it no i i completely get it everyone's you know, like, everyone's a big guy behind a keyboard and yep. like just the how the anonymous nature semi-anonymous nature of twitter it just kind of creates like a hive mind of like toxicity that mm-hmm. that really can focus itself in, in really negative yeah. ways and it's really unfortunate well it's nicole, funny i was sorry nicole i thought that was interesting about i don't remember when we talked about this but like you had a difficult time after being america's favorite player last season i mean yes. it seems like to me you know this, this person should be riding high and not having really any kind of side effects from the season because of how how seemingly great third place um america's favorite player twenty five thousand dollars so to me i would think oh this is great but it still affected you even in the mm-hmm. great position that you were in you yeah know? even exactly even last season being on the high end of it like this is so great i had a lot of anxiety because then i had so many people that i felt like i owed because i had so many people that were like you inspired me can you help me with this can you help? so i felt like i like owed something back and that was something that really got to me entering the house this time like i felt that burden of like oh my gosh i need to do this for the fans i need to do this for the people i inspire i need to do this for the fellow nicole's at home like and that really bore down on me and now getting out of the house this season it's like the opposite end of it we're now, yes, I have all these people that love me, but now I also very much have people that despise me. So it's, you know, it makes you grow. It forces you to, you know, realize who you are and focus on those strengths. Yeah. Well, and forgive me if I'm wrong, but Nicole, you didn't even have social media before Big Brother, right? I mean, this is no. sort of new territory. How was that kind of exploring that world? Because it made, was it difficult for you to I mean, again, not to like find people that are assholes, but like, you know, that, that you, were you able to find people, you know, quickly, like what they were saying or kind of that stuff, or was that shielded from you a little bit because you weren't being tagged in every single little thing? I mean, so I had no social media prior to BB21. And then when I came out, I was like, I don't know. And people were like, oh, no, get it, get it. Your fans want to talk to you. Your castmates want to talk to you. The BB community wants to talk to you. I was like, okay, great. (laughs) So I got social media. And like I said, I was met with like, girl, you're the best. Oh, my God, you're the greatest. AFP, AFP. And yes, I got things here and there. Like, you're overrated. You're dumb. Why'd you um, not evict Mickey? Why'd you keep Holly over time? Stuff like that. But it wasn't ever that bad. 
this is my first time on um, post BB All Stars being on the Twitter streets, as they say, with <laughs> hatred and anger and death threats. And I'm a hoe, I'm a slut, I'm a bitch, I'm just everything. And as strong as I thought I was, that can get to you when you open your Twitter timeline. And, you know, yeah, it's only like a handful of people, but they are very loud. So it's been a I don't know. It's been a growing process. It's definitely yeah. taught me a lot about myself and what I can, what I'm capable of like enduring. Like it taught me a lot. Like, Oh no, some people don't like me. That's okay. Like I'm, I'm still alive. Everything's still good. Like I'm fine. <laughs> well, no. And that's true. But it is funny because that you say that, because I think that a lot of people probably feel that way, especially even, and you probably, it was probably heightened because we are in a pandemic and everybody's at home and we're disconnected from people. And you're just staring at your, your yep. phone all the time. And like, I mean, that has to really get to you. So I commend you for, for being, you know, having an out, like doing your podcast and, and being so positive all the time, because I think that can be really difficult for a lot of people. My main thing for like myself, anybody is like, just stay in your lane. Like there's room for everybody. You don't need to poo-poo on other people to make yourself go further. Um, I don't spread negativity. I don't attack anybody. Like I, I have so much fun on the Hello Friends podcast. So I just focus on it and that's my lane. Like if you don't like me, don't come into my lane. <laughs> like if you do like me, come join me in my lane. All are welcome. But if you don't, just drive away. Like you don't need to bother with me. <laughs> I love 100%. that. I love that. Well, yes. well, we got to ask you about the the woman of the hour last night, Devon, who succeeded you as America's favorite house guest. Yes. Um, what was your reaction to her to her win? I am so excited. As everybody knows, I rooted for Davon. I'm team Davon. When it came to AFP, I gave my argument that, you know, she's only one to use a veto on somebody else in an all-star season. She gave epic speeches. And I said, she's somebody who, especially in all-star season, I feel like needs to represent the big brother community. And it shocked me that Davon both times she's played has not won AFP. Like I really thought she's somebody who that would hold the title twice over already. So I was happy to see her get it. And like, I know you never lose the title of AFP, but it's kind of like Miss America. Like I feel like I've like passed it on. <laughs> so I feel very honored that the person I'm passing it on to is Davon. Like that's something that to me is like, Wow, like I watched her for seasons, a huge fan of her. Now I'm in the community and we're both at the same time. Us, oh, it's I don't know. It's very like, wow, <laughs> I love her. It is amazing yes. that she has never won. I know, right? She's somebody who's such like a personality and a force in the DR. And regardless going out early in her seasons, she's known. Like everybody knows Davon. So I'm 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 glad she finally has a title that shows that she is what I've always seen her to be and a lot of people have always seen her to be. Yeah, and she had so many great conversations, really important, pivotal mm -hmm. conversations that we needed to have this year. And I think that's another big reason why it's so great that she won America's Favorite Player and represents the season because she she shined a light on a lot of stuff that we need to be recognizing. And then I think I also saw an interview like she's planning on donating certain proceeds to the Black Lives Matter movement. So, which I already assumed that she would be doing, but that's just another reason why it's so amazing that she did win because she is going to be giving back with this money as well. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, that is, that is incredible. And she's been, she's been the one that she's been like a fountain of information too, because I feel like I've watched, she was on Rob as a podcast. She was, I think that they interviewed her, which was a fantastic interview. All their interviews were great. Actually, I watched all of them. Um, so if you guys haven't checked them out, you should. Um, but 
she was saying how the jury, again, not to harp on this again, but I mean, she was saying that basically if Nicole had gone, Nicole Franzel had gone to final two, she would have, the jury was, a lot of jury members were planning on voting for her. Does that surprise wow. you, Nicole? Like she, she said that she mentioned Kevin, Memphis, Christmas, um, and then Enzo also revealed that if Cody had cut him, he was going to vote for Nicole. I mean, wow. anyway, she would have gotten five votes. And they asked her if Davon, would you have voted for her? She's like, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I, listen, I can see that happening because, again, all-star season, there was only two people who had already won. One of them's in the final two chairs. I could see a lot of those jury members being like, she's a previous winner who made it. And that's why... I give Cody so much credit for what he did because again, yeah, people might be giving him crap for like, oh, you were you claimed to be so loyal, but you got rid of Nicole. Yeah, but had he kept her and lost to her, he would be getting pooped on even worse. Like it would be so bad. Yes. So like I give him a lot of credit for doing it because case in point, he was right. A lot of them were gonna vote for Nicole. Absolutely. Well, okay, so you came into the house. We sort of touch on this you came into the house to play again just a year later which is actually what janelle and caser did during their first mm -hmm. go around mm -hmm. were you nervous at all to play so close after you played the first time or was it even a thought in your mind were you just like yes immediately so i'll be completely honest when i got the phone call i expected my reaction to be like screaming laughing oh my god house meeting with my family like i did last time and this time i was like okay. And I hung up <laughs> and I cried and I called my family into the kitchen and I'm like, I don't know. Cause you know, last season was a very, um, a lot of highs, but also a lot of lows. Um, mm -hmm. so, you know, my family was like, I don't know, Nick, like you, you've already been through this. Do you want to do it again? I'm like, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. How can I not do it again? I'll be okay. And I think it was more so now that I look back, I think I convinced myself that I was okay. I think I convinced myself, but like, I I'm fine. I got this. I've, I'm still in game mode. I never left game mode. This is going to help me in the house. But now hindsight being 2020 and seeing like how afraid, not afraid, but like emotional I was, I think I did deep down know, like I am not ready to go back. I'm not okay to go back. I need to process what I went through in BB 21. Um, so yeah, I think, I think it wasn't necessarily smart for me to go back back-to-back -back seasons especially when my first one was um was a doozy <laughs> <laughs> i mean there was just yeah. a lot of emotion in your season i mean we you know rachel and i covered it um in our in an after show last year too and it was just like i mean it was week after week was just you know it was a roller coaster especially for you at the end i mean that we mm -hmm. you know we were all just we all really felt for you because that was that was a tough that was just all very tough and we just mm -hmm. i mean so I commend you for going back, but I also oh, want to know what, what was your reaction when you saw your BB21 housemate David in the house this year? I was so excited. I'm I'm such a firm believer in like family, and to me, regardless of who or what they are, mm -hmm. um, my BB21 cast is my family. Um, yes, some of them make questionable decisions, but sometimes you have family members who make questionable decisions. Um, so they are my family. So I'd be happy to see any of them because that's just my loyalty. So in walking in, I was like, oh my God, is it going to be Cliff? Is it going to be Tommy? Is it going to be Christy? Is it going to be Obi? Is it going to be David? Like I was just ready for any of them. And I know people have their thoughts like, oh, David didn't last long enough last season. But regardless, I was just happy to see somebody who had a shared experience as me to last season. And that's something, um, if you watch the live feeds, me and David had a lot of discussions about was realizing how difficult it was to come back right away. But I was just happy to have like 
oh, hey, fam, like we're here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. True. Rachel They're conspicuously was- absent from the uh, from from last season to this season. Mm-hmm. What was it like having not nearly as many watermelons in the house? <laughs> uh, <laughs> was that difficult? I realized I kind of went back for like a therapy session because when I went back, I went in the in the storage room and I'm like, where are the big watermelons? I need one and I need to smash it. And then I went in the DR and I'm like, where's the stool? I need to baptize it in the pool. So there were a lot of things that like I, I wanted closure on. So I think there's a lot of reason why I wanted to go back. I just wanted closure from last season. And um, But no, there actually weren't a lot of watermelons. There were miniature watermelons that were a different color. And uh, fun fact, the only one that really ate them was Memphis. So yeah, that makes sense. Interesting. That, that makes sense. Interesting. That that Memphis, Mickey, yeah, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so Nicole, what about everybody else? Like when you walked into the Big Brother house, you're all the cast is all there. Everyone, everyone's there. What? Who made you? Like, what were some emotions that were? Or who? Who kind of evoked some emotions for you? Like, were you? Who were you nervous to see in the house? Who were you like? Okay, we got. I got to watch out for that person. Let's oh start gosh, there. I think um, I'm a very I, I read people and like auras and vibes and feelings. So I think in first initially meeting everybody, I kind of was like, ooh, about um, Nicole F and Danny, which I think is funny because in getting out of the house and hearing about those first couple of days, you know, I found out them two were kind of like eerie toward me. So I think we were both picking up on those vibes. Um, yeah. But, you know, I walked in yeah. with um, Janelle, Keisha and Bailey and me, like I said, being a loyal person. I'm like, OK, I walked in with them. Those are my girls. Like, I was really excited to see them. And what's interesting, too, is I always say premiere. I was on a high. I was so excited. I'm like, here I am in my house. They, you know, declared the have nots. and I'm like, come on, fellas, let's go see the have not room because this is my house. I just moved out. <laughs> like, like, I was like, I don't know what I thought I was doing. Like like, reunion. Come on, everybody. <laughs> And then I woke up the second day and was like, oh, shit, I have to play with these people. <laughs> oh, my God. So I was very it, unhappy. It, yeah. And I remember you saying, I don't know, I think it, maybe it wasn't Arm Charles Stars. I'm not sure. But when you said it, it was like you you probably woke up the next day and you went, oh, crap. I actually I know the long road ahead. I know yep. what's ahead. I don't think I was necessarily ready for all of this. This is crazy. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm sure I, that's kind of how you felt. And I don't like to admit it because I don't want to in any way seem like I'm like disrespecting the show or the producers. I love the show. I love the game. I respect the game, but I need to be completely transparent um, in that. Like I said, at day one, I think it was kind of like, oh, BB reunion. I get to meet people from the community, the community that I'm now a part of. This is awesome. This is so much fun. And I think day two, just waking up and I didn't wake up with the music which I always did last season. So I was like, oh, that's weird. And I didn't want to change my batteries. And I'm like, Nicole, you are not in a good mental state. Why are you? Like, I felt it. I felt that I was like, oh, no, I cannot do this for another 90 or whatever days because I know how long last season was. And I knew what I was up against with all these all-stars who I could see they were ready. They were ready to be ruthless. And nobody was really talking because everybody had their cards close to the chest. So I think I, I very early on realized, like, yeah, this is not going to be my season. <laughs> Yeah, I I hear you on that because I I would imagine your first time around is so new and so exciting. And so that's why you see so many of these, you know, new people just stars in their eyes, just so excited to play the game. And the second time around, I mean, I can't even imagine playing a second time around. I'm sure I would be so, so excited, but 
who knows once you get in there how you're really truly going to feel all those yep. emotions flood back, back so. and I think the person that very closely paralleled me and I always tell my family this is Tyler and I think because yeah. similar to me he was there all the way to the end but a year later so whereas I kind of had my breakdown week two we saw him have a breakdown like a couple weeks later so I think because him and I were so recent and lasted so long. Whereas like David didn't last that long last season. Bailey didn't last too long the season prior. I think, I don't know. I just think me and Tyler, I saw, I saw a similar crack in Tyler that yes. I, I also experienced like seeing him break down in jury about seeing Angela. That's how I broke down when I first saw my family. And it's a different type of breakdown. It's not a, I missed you breakdown. It's like a, that was really difficult. I, I couldn't do it. And that's what I saw in Tyler's eyes. So like it broke my heart. Gosh, yeah. that is so, I mean, you're so, you're absolutely right. It's just so funny how, you know, being like, even being in that house, you just pick up on so many different things. Like I never mm -hmm. even thought about that, but it's so true that, I mean, maybe I'm sure it's just cause I haven't played the game, but on the flip side of the, on the flip side of like who you're a little nervous about, who were the people that you knew you wanted to work with aside? I mean, I know you said the people that you walked in with, but was there anybody else that you didn't walk in with that you were like, okay, I, I, I can see myself working with that person. Um, definitely Kevin, um, Ian, definitely. And I'm probably missing people, but, um, and Enzo, those were three people that like, just from like the initial hug and the initial exchanges, you know, Ian is somebody I feel like I relate to very much like on a social level. Um, Kevin was like, Nicole, you're my unicorn. I loved you last season, rainbow and glitter mm -hmm. always. I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. that's it. We're best friends. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Enzo is somebody who I like adore his sense of humor. So they were three people that I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm a very, I'm very big on social game and just being real. So I'm like, okay, those are three people I can be real with. Yeah. And yes. like, so, so Rachel has mentioned to me, you know, that she got really close to the people that were it, like after pre-jury because they were, you know, and I don't want to step on Rachel, <laughs> Rachel can explain this no, too, but fine. like she, <laughs> she, she got really close to the people pre-jury. So I was just wondering if you got, if you had had, if, if you had stayed close with the people that were in your pre-jury too, or like how you guys all got together to talk about the final three last week. Mm -hmm. How was that? You know, how was that fun? Was it a fun reunion or you, is it weird to being on screens all over? Like it's, just... um, it's definitely like kind of impersonal, obviously, because you're seeing each other through a screen when you just want to like hug and like, like, Oh my God, how are you? Um, I mean, it was good. Like when I connected Keisha and Janelle were there and I was obviously nervous because I hadn't um, really seen any of them. But we were talking about like the season. We were talking about the upcoming Zoom meetings. We were like laughing about the weather and stuff. So it was very cordial. Um, I will admit, and like I don't want to speak for any of them for, but I'll speak on behalf of myself. Like I feel as though I am getting off the season last season. I felt very closely knit to my house guests, especially those that were jury onward, especially those who were in the final five, final four, final three with me. Like I just felt a connection to them this season. I don't know if it's because we're all stars that were already in the community with pre-existing relationships or because I left so early. Like I'm, I, I don't feel that similar sense of like glued at the hip. And I think that's again, like what Rachel was saying earlier, I think, cause when you walk in your first season, you're like doe-eyed and oh my gosh, this is amazing. And these people are my family. Cause we're all going through our first experience together. And I yeah. think once you like break that seal, then it's like, Oh, we're already part of the community. We know how this works, you know, and you yeah, already and have I, like business. your dynamics. And I, yeah. and I think that it's, it's either you run towards your house guest or you run away because <laughs> it's, it's one of the two. It's yep. either P PTSD or it's like, I don't want to deal with 
those emotions and those feelings anymore or it's like I need them because they are my family and they're the only people that mm -hmm. understand me and and all of that and I think it is because all of these all-stars have been through these emotions already before yep. and it's like everybody has also a lot of these people have family have children yep. you know so they have lives to go back to and careers unlike a lot of the people that they cast on these seasons who are yep. going to be social media moguls and I think I said this on a previous interview I feel like this season was more uh people were treating it like a job whereas last season oh let's yes. get to know each other let's play games let's have fun this season was a lot more like nope I'm doing a job we're not having a little fun time we are having job time and I think I sensed that and I will say again because I left second and in the manner I left in in you know having the week where I didn't really trust my allies and coming out and being hated by social media like I think I gravitated more toward Keisha than the people evicted after me, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I think if people evicted yeah, after me, I was sense. like, oh, I don't know how you feel about me because yeah. things are weird right now. So I love them all. I'm not saying I don't, um, but I just gravitate toward Keisha more because we have that shared experience of like being the first two out and everybody knows the first two out are kind of like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> Do you, do you think that you have like, do you think you will patch up things or that if you have you, you know, talk to like Janelle or those people that, you know, maybe that like, aside from the Zoom call? Mm -hmm. um, I do talk to Kaser every now and again. And I think a lot of it is to like, everybody's just very busy people. Like Rachel was saying, it's not young newbies who... Yeah, sounds mean, but like, oh, we, we don't have jobs. Let's <laughs> all figure out Instagram type. together. You know what I mean? I think we're all like a lot of them are already pre-established in their lives with families and big jobs. And I think it's more so like, all right, that job of big brother's over and now we live our life. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like the graduation process was like sped up. Whereas last season we were all like, let's go to Cancun together, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. you know, so, um, with that being said, like I had, like I have spoken to Janelle on the zoom call. I have spoken to Bailey a couple of times. I speak to Kaser a lot. I always talk to Keisha and I have, no issue, no ill will. I think we're all just living our best lives, you know, post Big Brother, whatever it may be. But I, I wish them all the best. And my so phone great. is always available if they need me. <laughs> well, I was going to, you know, you, we saw we, we saw you guys and you did seem like everyone was not necessarily you, Nicole, but like everyone was pretty stressed out, like, <laughs> like on the season. And we just want to know, like a lot of the casual, there was a lot of gameplay, to be fair. There was a ton of gameplay. So a lot of the casual viewers didn't get a C, but did you guys, what did you do for fun? And like, what was your, or like, what was your, what was your fondest memory of this, of this season? Uh, you tell me. No, I'm being, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, like, I don't mean to, I, I'm not, I don't, it comes out so negative, but like I said, last season, and a lot of it is credited to Tommy, we had fashion shows, we had like game nights, we would go around a circle and learn about each other. And even though me being my awkward self didn't participate, I liked watching everybody else do it. And I enjoyed like that camaraderie. We had family dinners, we had Taco Tuesdays, which sometimes led to fights, <laughs> but still. <laughs> but you know, this season, um, I know the one day Big Brother gave us like question cards to go around and ask each other um, for like a Facebook Live. That was a lot of fun because it was nice to hear everybody's answers and we were all in the same room for once, like talking. So that's a very fond memory. Um, I loved when uh, Kevin was Anita Vito in the have not room with myself and Devon. That was a great moment for me. And then I loved when I was no longer a have not and I got to eat like my cookies and my pizza and I was dancing in the kitchen with David those are the moments that like those to me are big brother i as somebody who didn't go away to school and didn't really have a lot of friends you know i 
love the camaraderie and the fun. Like that's why I go to Big Brother. I seek the social aspect of it, which is not necessarily the game aspect. So I like those moments more of like, let's have fun. I love yeah. that. Um, so your life has changed so much since since yeah. Rachel and, and I interviewed you in the backyard of BB21. So what is your favorite thing <laughs> that you've done in the last year? Oh gosh. Like, like me what, personally. What's the what's like the like what's what's the craziest thing that's happened to you in this year of like you know getting recognized or like whatever it be, may be. And you oh, went on what, watch watch what happens live, right? I did. That was that the first was thing I did. So cool. That was so cool. Anyway, <laughs> that, was like, that was like yeah. Four days after finale, and I yeah. was still in this whirlwind of like, what? A car service is coming to bring me to Andy Cohen? Okay. <laughs> like, here we go. <laughs> um, that's really awesome. Yeah, I think those are like the most fascinating moments of like, hey, do you want to come to like play Nashville and hang out with all the queens? And I'm like, uh, absolutely, I'll be there in a heartbeat. Like things like that are things that I never would have experienced. Like I'd never been on a plane prior to flying out for Big Brother finals. So things like that are what I appreciate the most when like, you know, I went to an event in Canada and got a passport for the first time to do that. Like that to me is amazing because Nicole two years ago, definitely was not doing those things. So it's just fair. And I think for me, the person um, for, you know, I went to school for English and I didn't really know what I want to do with my career. Didn't know what I wanted to do with schooling. That's why I applied to big brother to kind of break me out of my rut. And I think for me as a person doing the hello friends podcast, I finally feel like I found my niche where like, this is what I love to do. I love to hear myself talk. I love to explain things, you know? So I think, that for me is my biggest change because I finally feel like I'm like, oh, I'm in a career where it makes sense now and I'm not like, oh, I'm not in the right spot. Yeah, it's great. Well, and, Ra so and you're Rachel, the pod master. Yeah, I'm the pod master. <laughs> Rachel's been on your show and I mean, I listened to, I listened to your episode with Rachel and you got, I mean, both, you know, you're so, you're so, and the, the one that after you, after you came back from this season too, I listened to that one or part of it. And you're so great about like making people feel so welcoming and it's so nice to like have some, a place for people to like go and just have an enjoyable time. It seems like. So I think that it's really, you, you have a really good knack for that. Oh, uh, thanks so much. <laughs> I yeah. am what I am. Listen, I was and will always be and still am just Nicole from Long Island. I got a call from a TV show and I went <laughs> and like here I am two years later. Like, I I don't know. I It's surreal for me sometimes like the whole like BB Comics episode. I was screaming excited about the Podmaster comic and then every about 20 minutes I started crying <laughs> and Eric was like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I'm just Nicole from Long Island. Like I, I, I'm not an influencer. I'm not, you know, this big important person. I'm not like this big wealthy person. I'm just Nicole from Long Island. And here I am a comic book on my favorite TV show next to amazing individuals. So like, I don't know. Yeah. I just like to include everybody and make everybody feel how Nicole would feel if she was being interviewed by Nicole now, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you come from, you know, I don't, this is going to sound stupid, but humble beginnings, you know, it's like, <laughs> You come from a place where you never thought in a million years your life could could reach or be this big. I I felt that myself, even though like I was living in Vegas and then yeah. you know, doing all these fun, amazing things. But I I never I never let myself think that I could ever get to that level where I was like on national television. So mm -hmm. um, I one hundred percent 
understand how that all feels. Right? But you, it's a weird feeling. It's a very strange feeling, but you're but there was a reason why that happened. Yes. So and that reason was to be the pod master and to be the fabulous <laughs> the fabulous um, Nicole Anthony. And apparently a knock knock joke master. We <laughs> what what's going on with that? Wait, hold one? on. He no the person who just wrote that comment, um <laughs> here it is, Cameron, he DM'd me and said, knock, knock. And typically Nicole does not answer DMs, but curiosity <laughs> killed the cat. And um, what was it? Good strategy, by I'm, the way, Cameron. It was Very like, good yeah. Good. To, get an answer, to get an answer. And it was, oh, it was, uh, I'm a shoe. So I was like, this person's writing, I'm a shoe. So I'm, I'm like, oh, I know what they're gonna write back. They're gonna write, uh, and I'm going to say, I'm a shoe, what? And they're going to write back, I'm a shoe on Big Brother. So I miss you on Big Brother. I'm like, oh, this is going to be really cute. So I wrote back, I'm a shoe. And the person, and Cameron wrote back like, oh, that's a shame that you're a shoe. <laughs> and oh. I was like, no. I'm like, you just lost your own punchline. It would have been funnier if you said, I miss you on Big Brother. So we kind of went back and forth about the knock-knock joke, which I thought was hysterical. But I never answered DMs. But something about his knock-knock, I was like, well, what is he going to write? <laughs> Well, be prepared to get a bunch of, of knock knock DMs now. I know. If you write knock knock, I'm going to answer because I want to know what's knock knock. I know. Now, now, if you want an answer from Nicole, you know what to do. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Well, Never mind. <laughs> so, we, had, we like to end our show with final thoughts. So, I, we just want to know uh, what, are your, what are your last words in a sentence about Big Brother All Stars? What are your final thoughts on the season? Okay. My final thoughts on the season, although I feel um, that it was predictable because a big alliance was in power, I can commend them for being in power and staying in power and loyal and winning comps. Um, with that being said, to everybody, myself included in the Big Brother community, fandom, whoever it may be, I ask that you give people a second chance. Um, a character on a show, even if you're watching them on live feeds, is not a person in real life. So give people time to explain certain behaviors, give people time to um, take accountability and give people the space to grow and move forward and give them a chance. And that's what I ask, just treat people like humans and don't come at them so hard. Amazing final thoughts. <laughs> Rachel, well final thoughts? Final I, thoughts, I, I mean, I gave final thoughts last night. Um, I guess my final thoughts- <laughs> we have to, You have to give one every time. <laughs> okay, my We final need your thoughts. final, final thoughts. Oh, yeah, your Jesus. final, final okay. thoughts. My final, final thoughts are, um, we had a season, like I said last night, we had a season. <laughs> and my final, final thoughts uh, moving forward are, let's cast, let's cast people that know nothing about this show next season. I love I that bet. idea. I Mark? just really want that to happen. <laughs> Knock knock. No, I, I got <laughs> final thoughts, and that's that's all I have. Now I'm just I'm really really glad that we did a, a bonus episode. It's a really great, great time, yes. great time talking with you. Great insight, and you know, you. we got some great stories out of it. And I, I it's kind of nice. We're we back have... next season. Aww. Well, yeah, and it's kind of nice to have like a dust, like when the dust settles, because we, I feel like we, you know, we went live right after, as you probably did too, Nicole, like we were live right after, mm -hmm. and it's kind of like, okay, we just like, it's sort oh, of like God. shocking, and now, and now we've got a little bit more, but uh, my final thought, and it is a little bit of an announcement, Rachel and I are actually going to be doing the, um, the fi finalist interviews, we got an email today, I just got an email, and um, we're going to be doing that on Monday, so guys, be 
keep a keep an eye out on that for that as well. So Love we it. will let you know. We'll make sure that that happens. But you know, that is our show. So uh, once again, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and also please subscribe and follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I want to add since Rachel gave a suggestion for future seasons, I would like to ask that it be me with 15 newbies, but the newbies be all male of the age I select, single, who are attracted to this. Yes! Okay. So you want Big Brother Bachelorette. Yeah. Yes. Continue. Big 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 Will you accept this veto? Yes, yes. I love it. <laughs> you guys, let's manifest this. Let's make, let's make this happen, okay? Um, but be sure to follow the show. Be sure to follow the show on Instagram and at, yes. from outside the house uh, and on Twitter at Outside BB House for all off-season content and updates on our coverage of BB23. Once again, thank you so much, Nicole, for being here. You are thank a you guys. You really are a unicorn. You can follow her at Strong Island NI2 on Twitter and at Strong Island Nicole on Instagram. And please listen, subscribe, and follow to the Hello Friends podcast on all streaming platforms. Where Nicole, where do when is it every day? Is it a daily podcast? Tell tell everybody. Yes, it is typically a five-day-a-week podcast. So um, weekdays, um, because of getting off Big Brother and with Big Brother season airing, we had a couple fewer during the season. But now that it's ended, we are going back full force to five days a week. So I'm super excited. Yay. Amazing, amazing. Well, with that, that's a wrap on season one of Outside the House. Please check in for updates on our coverage of BB23. Again, follow us. Um, but thank you all so much for joining us, especially thank Nicole you. from Outside the Big Brother House. This has been Outside the House. We will see you next summer. Good night. And Monday for interviews. Don't forget, Bryce. And Monday, yes. Right. I'll be on an airplane, though. So <laughs> you win. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Outside the House is produced by me, Bryce McClay, Mark Herman, and Rachel Swindler. It is recorded remotely at various coordinates outside the Big Brother house.